All right, we are lit, good sir. Ignorance. I am Will, the host. I'm like the favorite host. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Today we got a dope show lined up for y'all. Um, We're going to be talking about sex. We know y'all love the sex podcast. You can't say too much. Okay. I'm going to catch it and block us. Right? <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, male intimacy, relationships, um, and just being nasty with your partner while also being intimate. You know what I mean? Yeah, deeper in your nastiness. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yeah, all that stuff. Um, we're gonna have a dope uh guest, uh Miss Shay is Love. Um does she does she also go by Shay Daily or is that just her website? I think that's just the website. Shay Daily okay. Shay is Love is the is the name. I got you. So Miss Shay is Love. Um you can catch her on YouTube. She's done a whole lot of dope stuff on there. Like I said, she has her own website, ShayDaily.com, Instagram, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. She's a she's a sex educator. Uh she speaks about poly, being poly. Uh, dating, love, all that good stuff. So we're going to be talking with her a little bit later. Um, but in order to fund dope guests like this, these special projects, yes, these things, what do they cost, Mike? These things cost money. Cost a lot of money. We have a lot no of way clear- around it. It just is what it is. So with that being said, y'all niggas need to go to the Patreon. That's how you promote it. <laughs> <laughs> um, go to the Patreon, catch uh all the exclusive stuff we have on there. We're currently going through our uh, I, I'm Mike. Tell me what's the name of the show? I want to call it Lost Ones. What the Last of Us? <laughs> Last of Us. I don't know why. I don't know why Lost Ones came by here. Yeah, Lauren Hill on the brain. Like I started singing the song too. <laughs> uh, our Last of Us reviews right now. Yeah. Um show's extremely dope. Yeah. Uh you can you can you know go in there and see how we like each episode. We kind of review each episode. Uh not every episode of the show is great. And we <laughs> we detail that. Um, but we always have fun while doing it. Oh, so man. go check that out. Um we also got a, a few exclusive interviews that you can only catch on there. Yeah. So don't hesitate to give your boys five, fifteen, or twenty-five dollars. Hey, listen, we need it because we both broke, as y'all know. You see how poor he looked. Hold on, let me show y'all. You see how homeless I look? Look, poor nigga. This is the only outfit I wore all week. So <laughs> if y'all want me to get more clothes, I ain't had a, I ain't shaved in. Oh. See, oh, but you could fund our beauty. <laughs> That's gonna take a lot of funding. That's gonna take a lot of, a lot of spearheading. Oh man, so, um. She's going to be joining us for the second half of the show. Yeah. Um, the first half of the show, we're just going to be talking about men and intimacy. It's just men right now. Yes. The boys. <laughs> and so I think, Mike, this is mainly you. You were you were trying to figure out why niggas ain't shit, right? Because that's, that's, your, that's your mission in life. <laughs> Dude, that's what all know is that men ain't shit, especially black men. Well, I'm telling you, hey, if y'all ever look at a topic and somehow it's a man's fault... <laughs> Telling you, it's Mike's topic, okay? 
There's not even that though, because I actually got a lot to say about why a woman contribute to this. But um, but let me introduce the topic. Okay. Well, it's all about phrasing too. And well, I that's what I'm saying. Okay, how you phrase it. I don't even know why I let you introduce this shit because it's not even about men not being shit. So this came from me and a mutual friend of Will's who actually makes a living helping people um, having an intense debate about uh, why men don't pursue more intimate relationships in their romantic life beyond just getting some coochie, basically. And we mostly talk about straight men here um, because I don't think, well, from my experience, not as much gay men have this issue. But I'm sure that's still the case for a lot of them too. I'm sure there's gay niggas out there getting catching bodies just for the fuck of it. You know, I got gay homeboys who just be out here, yeah, fucking a bucking for sure. But in this particular case, straight men, um, I was saying that I think most of us don't really see ourselves as being fully loved in an intimate partnership. And because of that, we just settle for coochie time and time again. Especially when like the incentive for building up your I don't know, masculine notches or whatever you want to call it, is like having a bunch of bodies on you. And the better they are, the you know, the more recognized you are, I guess, or whatever like that. But I said if more men could truly envision ourselves in a like a truly loving, and when I say loving, I don't mean like based on male performance, because we got plenty of that. Like mm-hmm. plenty of men get like loved on, quote unquote, for their masculinity. I think about how much, you know, we, me and you are both big fans of um, Jonathan Majors, who is yeah. out here killing the game right now. For real. And um, I love it. But one thing that always irks me is um, when I see certain women are like, quote unquote, praising him, it's always on like the masculine performance things of like, you know, his muscles, um, how big they think his dick is, uh, <laughs> like how fine he is, how rich he is, all these things like that. And even with you talk about Jonathan Majors, like the whole Michael B. Jordan situation that just popped up, which did you look at the video of him um, sneak this into L'Oreal? Sneak this? This shit was not a sneak this. It wasn't. That, that's how to be nice about it. <laughs> that, nigga, that nigga sides her up like a damn UFC fighter. <laughs> he did. Like, it was a funny interaction. I think he did it as classy as possible. But even that, like, that only works for Michael B. Jordan because he's Michael B. Jordan now, like, in his, his current sense. If he always stayed on that like track of being that corny kid, like, you know, you get your masculine test masculinity tested in all every single day. If you're like that corny kid who's trying to do something different, do some mm. artsy. She's talking about him running in the hallways with his headshots and shit. <laughs> I remember me getting picked on by my poetry, including by Will, who's supposed to be my best friend. <laughs> no, bro, no, bro. Yeah, bro. You you know what you used to do. <laughs> this nigga used to clown the shit out of me for my poetry. <laughs> I'm always supported. <laughs> I ain't gonna tell y'all what he said because he was younger and he's he's wiser now. But he said the most grossest shit on my MySpace wall ever. I'll never forget this shit. Oh, I don't remember. It was <laughs> was it like something that's just not allowed nowadays? It was completely not allowed anymore. <laughs> like, it was so gross. <laughs> you gotta tell me after the podcast because I don't remember. I got you. But it was about my poetry. I posted a poem. Try to be vulnerable and this motherfucker just playing my ass. But um, yeah, man, it's <laughs> it's just stuff like that is what I'm talking about. Like, because we're just so fixated usually on trying to be as hyper masculine as possible, as tough as possible. Um, we don't really see ourselves as being loved on our own merit, as just like a human being who happens to be a man. Yeah. So I said if we if more of us could visualize that, then more of us would pursue that. 
And my homeboy was like, nah, niggas would just settle for coochie regardless. So I want to see what you thought about that. So I do agree um, that there's a certain, you know, like bravado, uh, a certain swagger to your masculinity that you have to have, you know, that kind of in ways doesn't allow you to be as vulnerable or intimate. Um, But I think, I think a lot of times, and I think this is true for men and women, um, women don't exercise it as much because I think they're more in tune with themselves. But I think men just kind of are more are more goal oriented in general. Hmm. And, and I say that to say it's easier to say, I'ma get this bitch. I'ma get, I'ma fuck her. I'm a I'ma get this pussy. I'ma do that. Whatever. You know what I mean? Versus being in a relationship, especially intimate, where there is no, you know into it in a way mm. you know what i mean okay um I, I think it's just an easier thing to focus on for some people and i think college kids kind of show this as well and men just might mature i mean men obviously matures slower than women so you see it kind of on a longer you know a longer time frame on men so you're saying men don't consider that uh primary goal more so than just like a career or some type of provider type level shit you're saying that's like being in an intimate relationship is like secondary for men yes because it's more difficult because there is more work to do in the short term and long term because in the short term you really have to focus on yourself and be intimate with yourself Mm -hmm. you know what I mean in order to really get deep with the person or involved with the person to where you can be intimate with them on their level and love them back. You know, you got to work, focus on yourself first. Obviously people don't focus on themselves first all the time. Mm-hmm. And they just try and, you know, thug it out, whatever. But on a long-term level, like there is no, I guess, end game that you can visibly see like the finish line. You know what I mean? See, I don't know why I, I know what you're saying, mm-hmm. but also I think most men envision themselves as being like most straight men envision themselves as being like a husband and a father. So I don't know if I, well, like, if I well, what does the path to that look like for you know men? Like it's like focusing on career, focusing on the ability to provide. I don't think it ever focuses on really being a good person like we get there like we tend to get there you know through society and you know your parents instilling morals and values and stuff on that on you but like I don't think there's a real focus on me being better to myself so I can be better to this partner that I may have down the road I think that I do agree that you explain it I agree but is that because we don't think it's as important or is because we, again, we don't really see ourselves as being able to even like properly interact in a truly intimate relationship? I mean, both probably exist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Both probably exist. Um, I don't know, man, the way, the way you said it makes it seem like, uh, 
I don't, I don't know. Say, say it one more time. Do you think men put the whole, you know, career, the whole, you know, yeah, let's just say this is just career, for example. That's I say that's the main thing. Most men, like you said, when you say goal goal oriented, I think mm-hmm. most men definitely are more career oriented. Well, these days, it's, I don't know, because you know, women out here doing it for themselves. Yeah, because they don't want to depend on a man. <clears throat> but historically speaking, I think men are more career oriented. But I think it's because we think that is what's needed to be loved in the first place. I don't think most men really see ourselves as if you don't have like a high paying career. If you don't have, you know, if you're not a top tier, like, you know, provider or even like a provider, a consistent provider, in any case, in whatever tier you hit, mm-hmm. I don't think most men see ourselves as being truly loved because, and you hear that in men talking all the time. Like the whole um, infamous uh, Chris Rock joke that he just did on Tambourine, where he said like men are the only people who aren't loved unconditionally, mm-hmm. which I don't agree with at all. Cause like men be putting conditions on how we love women all the time. Yeah, but I know what he meant when he said that. Yeah, is like you protect women first, you protect children first. Men are just seen as disposable for sure. So that's what I'm saying. I don't. I think it's like that because we don't really see ourselves as being loved on the same level that you're supposed to like love and care for a woman and kids. Um, so that's why we act the way we act, and that's why we put the goals shit over being loved intimately. Mm. Well. That may be the case, but I guess who started it or who is continuing it? Everybody, obviously, right? Everybody's kind of continuing the the patriarchal cycle. Look at you using a word. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, everybody. They, hey, Bell Hooks used to say all the time, like patriarchy doesn't know a gender, and that's the that's the main frustrating thing about the argument when you talk about it. Because the first thing people say was like, "It's men. It's men's fault for creating patriarchy." Yeah, men created patriarchy, but everybody be perpetuating that shit constantly. Mm-hmm. And you get it. I think most progressive men or men who try to be progressive anyway get it the most from women because they be we be trying to like divest from the shit. But like you know, like Feek said, you kind of get sucked back in. What you say? I say you kind of get sucked back in in a way. Yeah, because if you like, there's reminders that exactly like anytime you try to sway too far from traditional performances of masculinity like there's always a limit like i always say my main thing i point to is sensitivity so now like you know sensitive men are like the move right like everyone says they want a sensitive man but like when you get (laughs) that's what i'm saying when most straight women get a man who's sensitive sensitive not i'm talking about about overly sensitive but like sensitive to everyone's needs he has homegirls who he's sensitive to he has emotions and he vocalizes his emotions and he says like you hurt my feelings when that shit happens, it's like, oh shit, nigga! I ain't want you to tell me all that shit. Now nah, I just, I just wanted you to, you know, eat my coochie for three hours. I ain't want you to tell me all this. So that's why I believe we act the way we act, man. I told my lady she hurt my feelings one time. What happened? Really? <laughs> I had the like same thing. That, like you have that reaction, that harsh reaction. Like there's no, I don't know if it's. I feel like it's with most women. Like you see your man have a sense of a uh, a moment of vulnerability or sensitivity mm-hmm. and you're like shocked and you make this kind of sound or reaction that just completely like turns <laughs> turns the vulnerability off yes it's like really you know what fuck it did you know what fuck yes it did. no exactly <laughs> exactly 
Exactly. Like, I'm sorry. Um, that that thing thing the same that thing happened to me. Like, I think I told the story on the podcast. I was saying, uh, did I tell you about? I was dating somebody who had a kid, and she was like dealing with depression, or whatever. And mm-hmm. every time I tried to hug her or like fill up on her and stuff, like when we first like got together, we was fucking like all the time. On the time progressed, like every time I tried to touch her, kiss her, hug her, you know, rub up on her sleep. She always complained about her body was aching or whatever because she had an injury. So she was always complaining about her body was aching. Uh, I'm too hot. Uh, uh, nigga, get off me. Da 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 da. But every time the baby needed a like, love and affection, she would just like pick up the baby. She's tossing the baby in the air, kissing <laughs> everything. Like shit is beautiful. And I finally told her like it hurts my feelings that the baby can get all the you know love in the world, but I can't get nothing. And not to yeah. say you just take away your love from your baby. I'm just saying like, can we both get some love? And like I got called all kind of bitch ass niggas and like are you serious? And all right, nigga, you got it. Like, I'm out. Like, you got it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So I mean, do you see my argument? Like I see it, but I still think part of it is the fact that like one, it's just easier. It's just easier to fuck on somebody and not establish a relationship with them. Mm-hmm. Like Cause I mean, honestly, like you can, you can just keep swinging with that. Like you can just, you can just keep swinging with, with literally no like outside of rejection. Like with, there's no downside. Outside Does of rejection. That, do you think? Now, I, now I will say this, Mike. This is for me. Mm-hmm. Every time I've had sex with somebody, I have like no intimacy with. It's trash. That's what I'm saying. Now that's me, but I don't know if it's like that for everybody. I don't if, think it's if, if, especially if that's all you know. Like, if you've never really made a meaningful connection with somebody, a woman of the opposite sex, shown intimacy, love, whatever, some niggas like that. Because some niggas have terrible examples growing up. And it's like, you're just supposed to be fucking on bitches. I don't think it's trash for everyone, per se, but if you're not having intimate sex, you might be slinging dick, you might be getting some quality coochie, but I don't see how it doesn't get redundant and become an addiction because you feel so empty from just it's to me it's no different from like eating fast food like seven days a week like that's fine i think yeah i, I think okay sure let's say we can say it becomes an addiction but at the frequency that most people have sex especially men because studies have shown that niggas go through droughts d- despite despite <laughs> how true. niggas act niggas <laughs> yeah, go right. through droughts that's true that's true women not so much they they it's self-done it's you know what I mean? It's their own drought they put themselves on. But <laughs> niggas be involuntarily on droughts. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you can call it an addiction with the frequency, you know, with which most which most men do, unless you out here basketball player or something. <laughs> I don't want to frame it as an inherent addiction. Mm-hmm. Sure. I just don't see. And this is this is of course me talking from my personal experience. And I've said I hear men say this all the time. Like when you venture into love and fulfillment, both in sex and in just inner interactions, beyond just P and V all the time, and you actually like learn to like just explore yourself. Like, and this is something I was gonna say. I think men should um because you know, women have been allowed to do this a lot more freely than we have. Um, I think more men should actually venture into like woman-led sensuality spaces 
because like women be out here just doing all the things, you know. Like uh Afrosexology. You ever heard of Afrosexology? No. Afrosexology is I'm pretty sure um Shay knows it. Um that is like a beautiful space. It's woman as woman led. And it's all about just like, I mean, it's of course it's woman-centered and how they, you know, term things, but it's all about self-exploration as far as like your sensitivity and sensuality. And I think men should actually venture into those spaces and just like look at that shit, do that shit. Well, again, yeah, that's fine. But like, I I still don't think society kind of lends men enough leeway to, to do stuff like that. You know what I mean? I agree. So how do we change? Well, I think it's shifting, but it's happening really slow. Yeah. How do we further that shift, that cultural shift to let niggas do the shit they need to do? Burn it down, just like you say. Burn hey, it baby, you probably would it. Let's go. Burn it down, baby. Let's go. <laughs> nah, man. I think I think men just have to get more in touch with themselves. I think men have to have safe spaces to talk. Like we say this all the time, but there's the safe spaces still aren't coming quick enough. You know what I mean? Safe spaces to talk with men or women about how they uh, are thinking about being vulnerable or what they've done, you know, differently outside of traditional, you know, uh, what masculinity uh, looks like. So. Uh, I agree completely. Um, I see. You say the safe spaces aren't coming quick enough. Like, I don't disagree with that. But also the struggle, and this is going to sound I don't know how this going to sound fucked up or not. I'm feeling like the struggle makes the destination even better once you finally get there. Like, I mean, of course, yeah. Yeah, like if we got straight to like, okay, niggas can do whatever they want. Like, I question sometimes what we even appreciated before we just went on to want more shit. But yeah. like, I will say as someone who has gone on this journey for the last couple of years, it is hard. And my, because my thing was going to be um, I would challenge women to be more open and be receptive to it because that's a lot of, that's a lot of big part of that holds us back, man. Like we'd be too, we was terrified of what our girlfriend or even dating potential prospect is going to say. If we'd be like, Hey, tonight, you know, can you check my booty hole a little bit? Like most women would run out of the room when they hear that shit. Most straight women is just running out of the room when they hear some shit like that. They're not trying to hear no weird shit from men. Like, so I would challenge. Hey, legit, so let me tell you, right. So real quick, and we're going to get her in because I don't want to hold her day up. Um, was with my lady one time. I was like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, you want? Can you, you know, please, you know, you know, can you try and you know eat my ass or whatever or whatever? I can't remember how I said it. That shit was like, <laughs> and Chris and funny enough, Chris Rock said this the same joke one time, and he was like, you got to say shit with confidence. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? But you be so like embarrassed, like you be you be vulnerable in your own moment. So you, I, see, it's hard to say it with confidence. Yeah, you be like, "Ooh, I sound like a bitch." <laughs> and, so, and so, like, I did all that stuttering and shit. I did all that stuttering over, and I asked the question. She's like, "No, no, no!" You know, she had that reaction I was talking about earlier. <laughs> no, I know what comes out of that, so I ain't going in there. Just that in the third. Uh huh. She was like, "But I'll stick a finger up your ass if you want me to." And I was like, "Oh hell no!" Like, I, what was that the I line? Had to toughen back up. I had to toughen back up. Because Wait. that piece of rejection made me feel like I was being not being masculine or being effeminate or whatever. Mm. So I had to have an opposite reaction mm. back to what I knew. Like, <laughs> But was that coming from her or was that you projecting onto I, yourself? I think her reaction made me 
You know what I mean? Like just like a booty hole, booty hole. Yeah, just... Tighten back up. <laughs> oh, that's man. what I'm saying. Like, and they, even if you don't want to do that, there's a way to say no in a way that doesn't, you know, make you feel like, oh shit, now I gotta fucking yeah find a way to be like, hey girl, I'll just fuck around with the other that's night. Bullshit, girl, shut up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's such a good conversation, but we can go further on that. But real quick, now, man, we're gonna bring our extra special guest on. Miss Shay, are you still there? Yes, yes, I am. Hello, fellas. What up? What up? What up? How are you doing? I'm good. Uh, it's a little cold in California, so it's been like freezing out here. And you know, we're on the West Coast. We're not used to that. I was about to say, I never even heard anyone say anything remotely like it's cold in California. That's I heard they got snow like a week or two ago. Yeah. So the thing about California, we get every weather. So if you want to drive to the snow, you can go to like Tahoe, which is up here. And I believe there's snow too in SoCal, but we have like the real snow. Um, <laughs> if you want to go to the beach, you can go to the beach. If you want to go to the city, you can go to the city. If you want to go to a desert, you can go to a desert. So we really do have all climates and I don't know, it's kind of weird, but it's been cold out here. I don't like it. Oh man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hopefully it lights up for y'all sooner than later. We used to that too in Columbia. Like we, we don't get snow ever. No. But we will get <laughs> 40 degrees on Monday and then 80 on Tuesday for sure. So uh, 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 yeah, no, nah, I'm cool. <laughs> I don't like it. Well, thank you so much for making time to even come on in the first place. I really appreciate you. Uh, you know, me and you have been in communication for a hot minute now. Um, I got introduced to your amazing amazing only reason to be on clubhouse the pleasure hour which i think you did you stop doing that for now i did and i definitely want to bring it back i think i might bring it i gotta figure out how to bring it back if i want to go back to clubhouse and do it because clubhouse is still very active um and in instagram tends to uh flag things so i don't think i'll be able to host a pleasure hour on instagram so i think you know clubhouse might be the wave and maybe i'll just you know get a whole branch of new people and a whole new wave of people coming to my um to my spaces so yeah that'd be great because clubhouse is still hella trash but like you are one of the few highlights to come into <laughs> the for so please please Thank do it. You. if you if it's in your heart we definitely look forward to it but yeah if you want to give a quick introduction of yourself uh, for the beautiful people beautiful people to know Yes, absolutely. Hi, everybody. My name is Shay, also known as Shay is Love. I'm a sex educator, love and intimacy coach. I curate healthy conversations around sex, love and dating, especially for the black community. Um, and I had I had a little something on my heart that I've been wanting to share a lot lately because I don't think I say it enough, um, which is the relationship that we have with sex as black people is a reflection of how we feel about our bodies and how we feel about ourselves. About ourselves. And I think that when people see or hear sex educator, they don't really understand what I do. And, you know, obviously like I am a beautiful woman. I do put my beauty forward uh, radically at that because I'm a dark skin, unambiguous black woman. Okay. Yes. Okay. All the things, yes. Uh, <laughs> all the things. Um, but I think it's really important for people to see and understand and hear my purpose. And my purpose is to have conversations, like I said, with people who care about Black people and with Black people about our relationship to sex and how, you know, unfortunately, we have a very unhealthy relationship with our bodies and sex. And we oftentimes, oftentimes weaponize it against one another. So we have to do some healing and we have to do that work. So that's what I'm here for. So when men try to come hit on me in my DMs for sex, I'm like, I'm not 
<laughs> for sale. Like I'm not for sale. But if you want to talk about your relationship with sex, we can talk about it. <laughs> Is that how it usually goes? Like just hit you up like, hey, I was wondering if I could get a little well, tuggy tuggy, tuggy snuggy. Um it it goes in waves. Like I have ebb and flow because you know, all of my content is not like the sexy stuff, but every now and again I get a little spicy. And when like I have a video reach like X amount of views, I'll get more people that come in and I'll probably get a couple guys, not too many, um, because they don't really understand what I do. Like foreigners don't really understand what I do, but I'm a Western woman, so I'm pretty sure in their mind it's like, oh my God, American women are on the internet talking about sex. Um <laughs> and so Facebook recently, I think I've been back on Facebook for maybe like less than two weeks, but I've been posting reels because Facebook allows you to post reels. And I've had like over 20,000 views on like eight reels. So um, yeah, so the algorithm is liking me right now, but Facebook is bringing me a wave of very interesting men. Um, And I'm having to be professional and that automated message that I'm working with, like the metaverse and the meta business platform with that automated message is for them. It's for when people come in my DMs and they don't understand what I do. I'm like, hi, thank you for reaching out to Shay. I'm a sex love you know, coach, and if you want to talk about your relationship with sex in a healthy way, yes, outside of the constructs and just whatever, you know, I give my spiel, <laughs> and they're like, "Ooh, okay, Ooh, too smart for me." I'm go here. Yeah. <laughs> go where the easy buns are. Well, we are honored to have you. We really appreciate you taking the time. Um, because we wanted you to have come on here to help teach people how to be just a little bit more fantasy-based, more imaginative, more dangerous, I would even say, um, with your relationships. Um, I was going to ask y'all, both of y'all, like, what do y'all think about the current culture of what people call, like, sexy talk, like, on the internet and even in in-person spaces? Um, like, how people just talk about sex in terms of trying to be, like, sexy? Like, what do y'all think about the current culture right now? Um, I don't, do you want? No, you got it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I don't think there's enough creativity. I think that we're all cheating on the test right now. No one's actually studying. No one is actually learning anything. And so there's that reward is not there, right? Instant gratification doesn't give the reward that having patience does and being creative and taking your time and studying and learning. So something that I'm a lot more good at than I show is fantasy. And whether it's talking about it, writing about it, I'm trying to, you know, protect my intellectual property, hopefully monetary, um, monetarily gain from it. But um, one thing I will say is people need to be patient, right? Like there's nothing like anticipation. And I think that when you give too much too soon and you give too much, it doesn't create that space for, desire it doesn't create the fantasy because now you know your partner doesn't have anything to think about it's like well I know what I'm getting I know what I see what what I couldn't imagine you having any other tricks up your sleeve so I think that when you take your time uh that's 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 the key and that's the secret to having that that fantasy moment I love it I could not agree more do you think that there's a difference between because I know some people interpret how you're saying is patience, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I guess I think in particular in men, I think they see it as like holding out, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like she's not giving me all the whatever she's, you know, whatever. How, I guess, how do we kind of, 
navigate that or have that proper communication between the sexes so that we don't have that uh, difference of opinion on how we pace things in a way. Yeah, I think that we have to have an honest conversation about the fact that casual sex is a thing. So there are plenty of women out there having sex with men with no strings attached. Um, they're having sex without waiting 90 days. So it's not uncommon. It's not unlikely. Um, so men just have to be honest with themselves about what it is they actually want, right? Like, do you want to sow your oats with a bunch of women or do you want women to be a, a, another way, you know, on the opposite end of that spectrum? Because you can't have your cake and eat it too without everyone being confused. So just as confused as you guys are, women are as well. Women don't know, you know, should I give it up before 90 days or should I make them wait? Because if I make them wait, then they say I'm playing games and I'm holding out. But mm. if I give it up too soon, then I'm going to be judged for, you know, being pretty much a, a hoe, right? And if you go through that every, what, two weeks with a guy because you don't want to seem like you're holding out, then you get the high body count. And then you get the high body count and you get shamed even more. So we have to be realistic as men and women about what it looks like for us to actually have good sexual experiences and ones that are just transactional, ones that are just casual. So I think as a man, first know what you want. What do you want out of this experience with this woman and navigate it like that? If you want to have her in all ways, if you want her mind, you want her heart, you want her body, then you have to take your time to connect with her on all those levels. I will say this as a woman, when I give my time to a man and he is patient, it definitely turns me on. Cause I, cause I know that he's sexually attracted to me. You compliment me. I know, but you don't do it in a way that's like, okay, you doing too much because I will tell you nothing gets coochie taken away faster than a man that talks about sex too soon or too much. Right. No, I believe that. And I, oh, I feel like you hit the nail, so many nails on the head. And I think you hit the main reason that I think the sex, the quote unquote sexy talk is so dry is because like you said, people can't even voice their desires in the, in the beginning of the interaction in the first place. Um, And I'm someone who's like so done with situationships. Like I've done way too many of them shits from about 35 years of age. And I can even say like, as someone who doesn't want to be in a relationship, I have gotten with somebody who we've been, you know, hanging out for a while and stuff started getting more intense. We kissing a lot. It starts, you know, every time we hang out, a little bit more clothes comes off, whatever that, you know, we're doing different stuff, but we ain't had actual penetrative penetrative intercourse yet. Mm-hmm. And then when I've gone for that, um, they'll be like, oh, well, you said you want to ready for a relationship. I'm cool with this other shit we're doing, but like I'm not really ready for this right now. So let's can we revisit the the relationship conversation first? And you know, as aggravating as that is in a moment, but I, I appreciate it at the, at the end of the day that you got boundaries, you know what I'm saying? You don't want to end up in just some whimsical, we just fucking, oh, we must be together now, because I've done that before too. You fuck mm-hmm. somebody, next thing you know, now we together. Man. <laughs> you know? A lot of people have. A lot of people have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can appreciate people, somebody vocalizing, like, we got to pump the brakes and just have a conversation at the very least. Um, I love that. But like you said, I think People, I can't speak for women. I know men, a lot of men think that women don't want the truth, that y'all hate the truth, that y'all not want to be lied to, but like, you'll be mad if we tell you the truth and the truth isn't what you want to hear. So we just choose not to say it. 
Well, I think everybody, I think most people for um, one reason or another want to be lied to. Like men want their women to be everything that she's probably not. She's probably really 80%, but she'll probably pretend the other 20% of herself just to make you happy. Like that's a thing that people do, you know, um, women might not show all of parts of who they are. Everyone has a representative when they come to the table, when they first meet one another. Right. And so I want to talk back about the sexy talk. Right. When you take time with someone, you get to know them. That's how you become more creative. If I don't know anything about you besides the fact that I want to stick my penis in you, then how can I turn you on for real? How can I how can I really simulate your mind? Right. How can I make you think about me before you go to bed? I have to get to know you. So I have to get creative with the things I say based on what I know about you. Like I know. Oh, I know when you wake up in the morning, you be drinking in smoothies. Okay, let me make a little let me make a little joke. I bet I bet it tastes like them strawberries too, huh? Mm. You know, let me let me let me stop. Let me stop. You know, it's it's little things that you can say to a woman, and she let me drinking her smoothie like this is a strawberry banana smoothie. You know, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, it's unfortunate that people haven't tapped into being creative, but it's just like flirting. It's a lost art, unfortunately. We're gonna have you back for an episode about flirting because flirting is my one of my most favorite pastimes. And I think you're a great flirt. I think you can teach people how to flirt. Um, yeah, we're gonna have you back while we're while we're talking about flirting. Why do some people, uh, I guess, in in ways lose intimacy over the course of a relationship, but you'll still see them, you know, have work wives or work husbands, and they keep that kind of spice up between that person. Mm, um because when people get into a routine things get mundane and when you have to go home you go home to responsibilities partners are not connecting with one another outside of the responsibilities that they share you have kids you have bills you have to cook you have to clean you got to take kids to practice you got to pay mortgage um so you they become a responsibility rather than a pleasure or fun and when you can connect with other people in ways that you should be investing in with your partner in those ways um, the other people become their fun people, right? They are literally fun people because they don't come with any responsibility. And I actually have a theory, and I don't know if I want to share it. I'll share it on, I'll share it with Do you it. guys. Um men do not want their side pieces to be their wives. And I think there's a subconscious reason that I finally realized when I met someone in their side chick. Um, they don't want her to lose the essence. They don't want her to lose mm. the fun. The moment she becomes the wife, there is a room for another side chick because now she becomes the responsibility instead of the break, right? Instead of the playtime, she's the classroom. She's not recess anymore. So you have to keep side chicks where they are. And that's why I do think, and I've been saying it for a while, some women are definitely meant to be side chicks. It's a self-esteem thing for sure. Um, but men will always have a side chick, keep a side chick if they have it as an option for one. Um, so women are putting themselves up as an option to be a side chick, but they'll always keep her there for the most part and won't graduate her to a wife because he wants what he wants in that relationship. It's a cold theory, boy. It's a cold theory. Look, I used to be married, so I already know. I I, I know the game on side chicks. So I already know. I know a lot. <laughs> She it ain't, it ain't new under the sun, baby. Yeah. I have a hard time disagreeing. I think. Yeah. So people, so people essentially lose the intimacy because of the responsibilities and because you know things become mundane. But I encourage people to play, right? I just talked about this on a live with uh, Mr. Let Go, which a lot of people know. 
you know, he could come off a little bit like an a-hole. You know, you talk to him enough, you know, he's a pretty cool dude. And um, we talked about childhood traumas. And I told him I have an approach to childhood trauma and a reason why people should not be afraid to dive back into it, right? A lot of people are afraid, oh, I don't want to go to the ugly place. I don't want to go to the dark place. I'm trying to put that behind me. But you're constantly carrying the things that, you know, you were taught in your childhood because you won't go back and acknowledge them, recognize them, study them, learn from them, and then start to change. And so a part of the reason why people should go back um, into their childhood to kind of like face that childhood trauma is because there are also really great things about your childhood that you can bring into um, your adult life and you can use them for play. So for example, um, you know, my man and I just recently, um, and I've been you know, revealing that I'm off the market. But, um, you know, my man and I were talking and he had a great date night idea. And he was like, hey, you know, we should do a movie night. We, we love movie nights. We both do them with the kids. And he's like, we need an adult movie night where we watch our old school shows, our old school movies with our old school favorite snacks. And I was like, okay, cool. So the other day we were talking and I was like, I said, okay, so what are we going to do? We're going to do a movie. You're going to do your movie. I'm going to do my movie. You know, how are we doing this? And I'm like, okay, what movie are you going to pick? And he told me a movie and I'm like, I've never seen it before. And I picked my movie and I said, we're going to do Little Rascal. And he was like, oh, that's a good one. You know, so it's the moments like that where we have kids, but, you know, we're going back to our childhood for the good parts of our childhood that we remember so we could share them with each other because that builds intimacy, right? Non-sexual intimacy, but we still get to be together. We still get to have that closeness. We still get to connect in a way that most people are not connected nowadays because everybody's so scared. See, who said straight men ain't, ain't romantic, man? That's that's like the most romantic shit I've heard like in a hot minute. Like shout out to him. I don't know if he wants to say his <laughs> name or not. I don't know if it's like a hard reveal. No, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's so dope because I was just about to ask you is for the people who have been in that ongoing relationship, um, how do you find more like radically? Because I think, you know, people have the typical, you know, oh, we're going to go out to dinner, you know, go see a movie, you know, well, let me give you a massage. Massage, we ended up, you know, turning into fucking half the time. But like, how do you have more like radically imaginative uh, intimacy? Experience. Yeah. Yeah. Both in and out of the bedroom. Um, so one of the things that I considered, which, you know, uh, Dr. Nazinan is, we've worked with her in Clubhouse as well. She's a sex therapist and she's amazing. And one of the things she talks about is scheduling sex. And I'm like, yo, I don't think people realize how many marriages that would save, right? It sounds crazy because it could sound boring, but I had a really creative way to, you know, to kind of make it not so boring to people, which is, you know, for my man and I, if we have to schedule, you know, sex on the days that we don't have the kids or we have to, you know, make it work where we could do Tuesday, Thursdays and, you know, Saturday and Sunday, you know, we get our four days in and we good. Um, you know, we just put all of our fantasies in a bowl and on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday and Sunday, we pick one or we pick two and that's what we do. So that way, even though the sex is scheduled or the activity or the intimate moment is scheduled, we still don't know exactly what it is. We just know we're going to do something. So you commit the time, you make the time, but you still make it fun and spontaneous by not knowing what you're going to do. Oh, I like that. That's dope. <laughs> I love that. You know, Look, at this point, I need about five husbands. Can I recruit? You'd be taking notes, to be honest. Like, <laughs> honestly, like, Shay just is that nigga, yo. Like, literally, <laughs> every time I turn around, she just has, like, some... Because, you know, I I get so aggravated with most, like, love and intimacy, you know, 
speak, you know, podcast, whatever that, because I thought they say the same thing. And yes, we should get back to intimacy. Yes, we should get back to each other. But they say that the same, like, and I get some people need to hear that. I need, I do need to appreciate that. Some people need to hear that because some people have sway, you know, sway some so far away from just like truly just sitting with a partner and being still with a partner that they still need to hear that. Yeah. It's like, what is the uniqueness and like just suggestions and stuff? I, I think it's because a lot of the content now is just being regurgitated for clickbait, right? It's like, yeah. oh, this is the popular topic. I want to talk about this too. I have an opinion. And it's not that they have an opinion. It's that they're picking a side on the opinions that are already out there instead of developing and creating their own. So people are also not having experiences on their own. I took a six-month uh, sabbatical last year, right? I took a break for me. And now that I've been back in social media for maybe about a good two months, like I'm already working again, of course. Um, but I came back and I was like, man, y'all talk about the same stuff. I said, we have that again. <laughs> more people are listening, but it's like more people listening to the same stuff. So I'm really committed to having these kind of conversations in these ways. And as much as I can, you know, and of course, with support of the people that I work with, pushing my message out there and, you know, letting people know, be very mindful of the content that you consume and consuming the opinions and experiences of other people. Because unfortunately, it's it's a mass trauma bond right now is what's going on. You have like the manosphere, then you have the women and women are afraid because they've heard the experiences of other women. So they're like terrified to experience men who they've never experienced before. And men on the same, and men are doing the same thing. Women are this and women are that. And it's like, baby, you don't even know nothing. Y'all in y'all twenties. This is the time that y'all supposed to get along the most because y'all not, because you haven't been through anything. Like even just a few years ago, even what, a decade ago, it's 2023. I was in college in 2010 and boy, men and women still liked each other. Like young men and young women still liked each other just a decade ago. Like we actually liked each other. So it's unfortunate that, you know, the experiences from the older generation has poured into our generation so much that you have bitter divorced people because the manosphere started from, um, I believe his name is like Richard Copper or Richard Cooper, something. He was one of the oldest, um, content creators that I had seen making that type of content years ago when I was studying, like like almost a decade ago. And um, people have just regurgitated it and people are latching on to all the negative things because it somehow feels good to them because maybe they're upset about something or they were recently rejected. And it's like, see, that's why I don't have a woman because women are like this or you know, that's why I don't got no man because men are like this instead of going and having these experiences for ourselves because I've been meeting plenty of good men. I'm sorry. And if a guy don't like me and if they act the way these women are saying men treat them, don't date guys that don't like you. It's really that easy. Like, it's not that hard. <laughs> don't date guys that don't like you. And if you're a guy, don't date women that don't like you. Like, go find somebody that you like that likes you back and do y'all. Don't, and don't, who cares what everybody else thinks? Like, just do what makes y'all happy. No. <laughs> I agree. It's easy. It's easy. Look how easy that is. <laughs> I think I think it's easier. Yeah, definitely easier than people like to think. Um, I do think all the consumption, all this stuff, is kind of messing up people in their interactions, though. Like somebody who you maybe otherwise would have gotten along with, maybe have some you know watching too much of that content and kind of has some shit in their brain, so it causes some friction. But um, at yeah. the end of the day, like again, I, most men I've seen. When they meet a woman they actually like, and that's another thing, like you said, a lot of men are talking about women they don't even like in the first place. But we talk about a man that a man that actually likes women, actually appreciates and respects women, like they're not doing that bullshit. 
Mm -mm. They're not. So it's really interesting because what I noticed is that, you know, yeah, there's a wall up, right? Like people come into it, a guy that would like a girl and a girl that would like a guy. We have these walls up now. So like, we're not even able to experience each other. But when like, I'm in the comments and stuff and I'll say something like someone might respond to me um, or something that I say. And when I don't respond to them with like, that's because, oh, if you like men, just say that, right? Or like, you know, whatever like the responses are. Right. Um, I don't have to, right? And the reason why I don't have to is because I understand that we are human. Everybody is hurting, right? Like we all have feelings and I don't know where this man's feelings are coming from, but he doesn't know me personally. You know, I know I'm a good woman. I know I, I know I know a lot of good men. So I'm not having the same experiences that some of y'all are having. And I'm sorry that that's your experience. Like, I'm sorry that that's your experience. So when I respond to them, like in that way, like men do this weird thing where they'll be like, oh yeah, that's a feminine woman right there. You know, cause you know, she ain't argue back. You see how she handled that, okay. you know? And I, and I just be like, oh, no, I'm just a person, but okay. Okay. Right. I don't take, I don't take it to my head or anything because, um, I was already turned off the moment you responded, like you were going to war with a woman. I was turned off because baby, there was no reason for you to talk to me like that. Like if you needed, look, I'm not going to say if you want a man, just say that, but I will hit you with, if you just need a hug, just say that. Like you need, come here baby come here baby it's it's okay you need a no do you need a hug like even if not for me your mama your daddy like for real like if you need to be loved on that's cool too like we all need it so it's okay because the answer damn should be yes nine times out of ten (laughs) (laughs) if a man see me in person and and he was acting like that i was like you need a hug man that man gonna hug me so tight i already know instantly yeah oh you soft oh you smell good like men because men like women men love women and I think we got to get back to men actually liking women like just like us just like us find one that you like and hug her like can you imagine just hugging just oh just can you imagine just hugging a woman I don't even like women but it sound good. Like, <laughs> just like get on this woman tip. If you ever ready to explore your options, I'm telling you, it's lit over here. Like, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. I want to be held. <laughs> I want to be held. It's okay. Word. No, it's completely fine. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to ask y'all this last question. Since we're encouraging people to be more radically imaginative and uh, just go all in on this and their love lives, um, do y'all, if you can take like maybe one one minute or so each, do y'all have any moments in your intimate life where you just got to go all in on a uh, fantasy and just a hundred percent just explore play be wild it wasn't no like like mental you know restraints or anything no self-judgment you got to just be out here freaky as fuck you have like a story like that that y'all want to share for the people to encourage them um i don't have a story right now but i will <laughs> say that i plan on making one Hey, that's what I said. The way the, man, man, the way the man, new I, man, he acted so far, it's, it's, it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, and the reason why is because I was radical before, right? Like I was radical with my mind and my heart in terms of having no restraints and not letting, you know, anything that I've seen or I heard or I've experienced hold me back from loving this man and, and connecting with him mentally and giving him my mind and my heart. So when the body follows, you know, there won't be any anything being held back 
Well, that's the tip. I think that's the tip. Letting your, letting your mind, knowing that the, the brain is the best sex, or, sex organ that you have, uh, once that's free and everything else is off, you know. Yeah. Fellas, brain. connect with her mind and her yeah. heart. If you think you, look, all these high value men, okay. <laughs> you buying a woman, you buying her to be disposable. You're buying her for the moment, okay? Literally. If you want a woman to be yours, right? This idea of like, I don't know if men are actually possessive, whatever, right? Let's let's give it, let's give it to them. Men are possessive. If you want her to be yours, it requires her mind, it requires her body, it requires her heart. You cannot have one without the other. It doesn't work like that. Cause even if you have her body, what good is it? Like the experience is not gonna be the same. It's not gonna be a whole experience. I agree. That's what I was saying at the top of the show. I agree completely. Um, Will do you have a story? Um, I have an individual. I was super free with this person. Okay. Um, like sex in the back of cars, and I don't know if it was because I was just young, but we was lit. Like sex in the back of cars, sex in the pool, sex in the shower, a lot of sex. But at the same time, like I think all that existed is because we were just super intimate with one another. Mm-hmm. There were so many more connections outside of just the sex that mm-hmm. like it just fueled uh, us to like not have these walls up, these things, because we just completely trusted each other throughout the whole relationship. Yeah. And things were happening. <laughs> Food off of bodies, <laughs> sex in crazy places, you know, pushing each other's, I don't want to say pushing each other's boundaries, but <laughs> exploring. Exploring. There you go. I was out here electrocuting each other and shit. It was it was different. It was different. I think as an adult, like, man, you got so much of this other stuff just in the way. Yes. You know, that you don't really fully connect with your partner a lot of the time. So you don't get to experience things um in that fashion. So but yeah, that person, you know who you are. I, was saying, I know who you talk about too. Yeah. I didn't know who was out here fucking and bucking like that, but I knew like he was the most free with this particular person that I seen when we were and we grew up together. Shay, you don't know, but we had, this is like a twenty plus year friendship. So like I saw him around this person, like yeah, for sure, I can I can see all that. Oh, um, so that's beautiful, man. Like that's and it's dope that y'all had that so young too. I think um yeah uh, yeah for yeah. sure. So something I something I really want to like piggyback on for what Will said is. When you're young, you do do things like with no inhibition. We have to carry that, right? Yeah. Like I, I say, um, I'm going to repost the video today. I'm going to send it to you, Mike. Uh, be wise in the mind, old in the soul, and young in the heart, right? And the part about being young in your heart is being fearless, is doing things that you love and anything that you've ever wanted to do and anything that that your heart is just like, for you know just doing it and so when we think about being young we didn't have any restrictions or boundaries and the fears didn't exist so we have to go back into ourselves and like hold that like I fought for that I was like I'm getting it back I had oh I had when I had my daughter that's what happened when I had my daughter I was like I'll be a kid again I birthday parties I'm in the jumper jumping Mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like I mean I, I do the cooking and cleaning and stuff you know but if I get a chance to I just get a moment I'm in there jumping I'm having fun I'm being a kid again because why not like you know we should just carry that joy that fearlessness that fun we should carry that into the day that we can't carry it no more yes 
Yes, a hundred percent. Yeah, please send me that whenever you get a chance, um, for sure. So I can just have that to, to, to reference back to, because um, I think we say that all the time. But again, like you said earlier, like jobs, responsibilities, kids, bills, and shit be getting in the way of that. And you just get so caught up in the responsibilities, you forget to have fun, especially with one another. Um, oh, yeah. I'll say real quick, my story was um, I've had a couple. I've been blessed to have a couple. But my one of my favorite ones was um, have y'all taken the BDSM test before? Oh no, I ain't never oh, done that. No, you should take this test. Well, this is like it's <laughs> I not told, just your... I tried to tell you, you got real vanilla after I grew up. Now, so. <laughs> oh no, don't wet it. Don't allow this to happen. I'm, I'm trying to fight back against it now. I've I've recognized it. I've been called out by enough friends about being vanilla. <laughs> Don't have sex in a car. You just made me want to. I'm like, well, I'm gonna have sex right. in a car. Don't make this kid pull a hammy and shit. He's 35 now. Don't make him fucking <laughs> get a football injury. But like the BDSM BDSM test is good because that's what it kind of initiate my reinitiated my freakiness. Is it's not just about BDSM, but like it's about all of what your potential kinks are, mm-hmm. your sexual personalities, and all that stuff. And I had took it, and I found out that I'm, I'm both 100. Uh, dom and 100 percent um switch is what it, i'm sorry it's 100 percent switch Ooh. means you can go either way either you dominate or you can be dominated and i showed that to my partner and she was like well what if we just picked a night where you just went all in on the domination and then all in on the sum- submission and i was like let's do that shit <laughs> and that shit was like fucking lit like just going all in just like no holds barred um, you know, we don't do blood play nothing like that. But like, just you know, just go all in on both those things. <laughs> I shout out to them niggas that can do that. I can't yeah, go there. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Yeah, but like, just being able to just fully do that with no judgment. Everyone felt safe. Everybody felt taken care of. Um, that was like the time of my life. Like that shit was incredible. So definitely. So I'm about to make my man take the BDSM test because I didn't even. We just been so caught up in just like our own little like just us thing that we just haven't even, yeah. I brought you here to remind you. That's the only reason you're on the show. <laughs> Thank the, you, I appreciate that. Because then we could add it to our um to our bowl. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I love mm-hmm. everybody getting educated. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Well, will you please promote anything you got going on? Anything you want to shout out as we yes. wrap it up? Yeah, uh, thank y'all for having me. I really appreciate it. I love spaces with beautiful Black people, you know, talking about everything that we feel safe to talk about amongst one another. Not that everybody is not, you know, safety for everybody, but, you know, it's just nice to have safe spaces for us. Um, But yeah, so I just recently did a soft launch or I'm soft launching my new line called Love 30. Everything love since I've turned 30. That is my commitment to myself to my brand and to everything that I do. So I have a little bit of everything for women or people that are like myself. I'm a homebody. I love love. I love date nights. So I have everything from cozy socks and hoodies. So you could chill in the house with your boo. You know, I got pillows, throw blankets. I'm throwing some aprons on there soon. Mm. And then I got a couple of other intimate things like the uh, soy candles that you can use for massage. So if you wanted to do the perfect date night, put on your apron made by me. Whip your man up a meal, light them candles from my line, you know, set them up cozy, put them under the throw blanket. That's when y'all know what time it is. Thousand percent. Ooh, I love it. I didn't even know about this. Yeah, I haven't haven't done an official launch yet, so I'll send you everything. I was about to say, I'm at the shop now. I see the love 30 stuff, but right up under it, I see some nasty stuff. (laughs) 
Listen, Shaq gets down with the nasty stuff. I'm so happy you got another line coming out. Um, uh, yo, please get her services, by the way. Like her in, like sex intimacy services. Services. God, I can't even yes. talk. Um, great, beautiful advice. I'm trying to tell you. And again, if you start back to pleasure hour, please let me know. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm telling y'all, this shit was lit. Like, I love a good conversation and people who know what they be talking about. And uh, Shay is one of those people. So thank beautiful, you. man. Well, thank you so much again. Thank you so much. This is an honor. Ooh, and one more thing. One more thing. Oh, th- go ahead. I'll be on tour with Exotica this year. So Word. I'm in Chicago. Yes, again. So last year I was only able to do one show, but I was on the tour, but I was only able to do one show. So I'm doing Chicago, Miami, Jersey, and DC this year. So if anyone is interested in meeting me in person, doing live demonstrations, I teach people how to explore intimacy through all five senses. And I'll be hosting a couple of speaking sessions, one on alternative love styles, the polyamorous community specifically. So I'm excited. I would make a trip for that. I've been wanting to, especially if you're there, like I've been wanting to see that forever in person. I know uh, Tayomi, I know you know Tayomi. That's who I'm going with. Oh, y'all, this is so perfect. Oh, my God. It's my yeah. favorite people. We had Tyomi on the show like a while back, um, who is an incredible person as well. Um, if I could just see y'all both in person, just doing y'all thing, like people get so much good information from y'all. So I was so happy to hear that. Let me tell y'all, that Sexpert's Corner is all Black. And when I say Black, I mean Black. I mean, dark skin, unambiguous Black, okay? Yes. <laughs> and we here for it. So, um. It's just nice because, you know, when people are walking through that space and they see Black people, they see representation, they see people who look like them. And it's a beautiful thing. It was a beautiful experience. And I definitely look forward to going this year. Amazing, man. Amazing. Oh, so much good stuff coming. Will, you got any final thoughts for the people? Uh, nope. I'm trying to be less vanilla. This, this is what we're going to work on next. Is we're going to update you on Will's sex life for every right. going forward for the next year. <laughs> No, no, thank you so much for joining us. It was a great experience. Yes. yes. Thank you for having me. For sure, man. For sure. Please come back again for yes. Flirty Talk 101. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's going to be even better. But for now, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you again, Ms. Shay. We love y'all. We keep saying we're going to be more consistent. It's always a lie, but we're back. <laughs> At least we had a wonderful guest this time. So forgive us on that end. And um, yeah, man, we'll see y'all next time. Peace.